Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. I am your host, Matt, and with me is my new co-host, replacing my old co-host, <laughs> Will. Welcome, Will. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I am super excited to get back to doing Ready, Set, Review. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're not even going to talk about um, where the old co-host went if you listen yeah, to our I, other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be for the uh, yeah. underground, behind-the-scenes documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if only we could be so popular to get yeah. a documentary the made ready set review documentary point. the things you didn't see <laughs> it'd be fucking amazing um but so you know we've obviously uh been off the air so to speak for a couple of months now so we're not going to go back and uh talk about a lot of the stuff that we've missed we'll get there eventually and other things we talk about it but what we are going to talk about today and only today oh sorry only topic for today because um, it just ended this week is she-hulk uh, She-Hulk attorney at law. Hell yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's just get right into it. I'm going to start off by saying that this show has been... It, I mean, it was. it's a tough It's a tough sell given how quality all the Marvel shows have been, mm-hmm. but this one has been my favorite. Yeah. Oh, and just for anyone listening, this is going to be a pro She-Hulk episode. So any incels watching, fuck off. Oh, yeah. No, we're definitely going to talk about that. <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about that. I mean, like right off the bat for me, this show, it... Let's. I mean, let's just. Get, it, it's different than any other Marvel TV show. Oh, absolutely, show. absolutely. And it's different than any other Marvel property, like period. Right. I mean, first of all, just right off the bat, all the fourth wall breaking they do. Right. Um, doesn't take itself very seriously. It's probably the first show, any anything that Marvel has done that really didn't have like a like a clear cut like villain plot like that. Right. Everyone you know, was waiting for it, and then they turned it on its head. And I was, it's funny because uh, obviously if we're talking like superhero movies and fourth wall breaks, you look at Deadpool and Marvel's like, oh, wait a minute. Y'all thought Deadpool was a fourth wall break? Let me show you what's up. And then just fucking hit it. like. And I, and I feel like they did a lot of that to kind of like get you ready for like oh, we all know Deadpool yeah. is coming, oh, hell right? hell yeah. <laughs> the timing of it between like this releasing and then Ryan Reynolds doing his thing like literally like last, was it like last week? Yeah, week, two weeks ago about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like the timing is perfect yeah they kevin feige just knows um what he's doing but i think the thing that i love the most about this show was that every single episode had the had it was the same format in every episode right it was like a sitcom almost yes and every episode managed to be very funny very light-hearted very like you know marvel-y but every episode had at least one moment of like really like deep powerful character moments revolving around She-Hulk and her oh, struggling with her whole thing. Yeah, you know? the, the writing I would say is some of the strongest writing. Um, and then even the way it was shot, directing and stuff, like you can tell 
Like, I mean, I know a lot of the writers. I think every single episode was written by women. Yes. And even in jumping forward in the season finale, like when she goes in the writer's room, those were actually the legitimate writers. See, I was going to ask that question because yeah. I didn't get a chance to do the research. I thought yeah. that would be pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that was literally the writers, and you could saw it was mostly women. And, like, the way – and talking to my female friends who watch it, they're like, oh, there's – yes, women wrote this show. Yeah. And it's like you, – you, and you could tell, right, as they're going through the show, like, there were so many – like, I, I loved how in every episode, it, it always brought you back down to earth with her struggling with her identity oh, as the yeah. She-Hulk. Like, how first she doesn't want to be She-Hulk, and then she learns to accept it, but then she still struggles with it because other people start to hate her. Like, it's exactly. just, it's so great. Yeah, it was it was really amazing, especially when, I would, like, they really had the pulse, like, the their finger on the pulse of what Marvel fans wanted, because in, like, the wedding episode, where, like, she's like, oh, is this going to be a self-contained episode that doesn't do anything to the plot? Absolutely. And you're like, <laughs> all right, work. Like, all right, I got that. They, they're telling us right up front what it's going to be, and you can just, like, enjoy it from there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the, you know, one of the things I love about the, I mean, let, so let's talk about the fandom real quick. So you, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. that. I want to talk about that. Like, there's... The most so if you go on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, oh, right? Review bombed for the, the worst. The yeah. worst, and I, the last I looked, it was sitting I think at like an eighty-seven percent with critics on Rotten Tomatoes, as right. it should be, right? But the fans, it's you know, like but, sixty or something. Yeah, yeah, it's review bombing nonsense, and it's like you know we we've, we've talked on other episodes of Ready Set Review about this whole concept of toxic fandom mm-hmm. and how a lot of times people use it as like critics will use it as a smokescreen to explain why something isn't good. Mm. But this is actual toxic fandom. Like, this show exactly. is legitimately fucking good, like, objectively speaking. And there, there's no there's no real way to argue that it's not a good show. It's just, you simply don't like it. Right, and, in, <laughs> and I mean, and if you look at all the other Marvel shows, like, I mean, WandaVision was also female-led, but she had, like, kind of, like, obviously her stake in the movies. She already had a chance to make fans. And, of course, now Marvel does their first female-led, you know, series, and then every, and it just got reviewed bomb. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, obviously, it, it started off rough when they first released that first trailer, and the CG, much like Sonic, it was like, it's rough. Yeah, Let's, unfinished. Right, and then, and then, so that started it, and then all, like, the fandom was like, women, what's this? No! <laughs> and then it's just like... And then it just became, oh, let's just review bomb it just for the shit of it. But no one ever fucking would. They didn't even watch the yeah. show. And my favorite thing is like, so I'm I'm like a sicko and I like to read these people's reviews and like I'm I'm. I'm oh yeah, what what were I didn't I I chose not to because it's yeah yeah. But what what were these people saying? So the most common complaint among the reviews that I read, both on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, was that it's a show for children. That was their biggest complaint. No, it's not. I'm like I, I'm I'm like bro, like in. The, in the nine episodes, she has one night stands with three the, different dudes. Yeah, I right. Mean, yeah, one she guy, got she got her bag. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and like one guy literally commits suicide in the one episode, even though his power is that he can't die. But right, it still but, doesn't change the fact that he jumped out of a fucking window to, right. to try to kill himself. Right. Like you know, and then, and then he did that to eight different partners. Right. Where he's like, it's not for kids. I think because this is, I would say, the most fun yes. show. People were like. Like, you know, you look at, like, Falcon Winter Soldier. There was, like, one joke in that whole fucking... It was very yeah. dark. It was very, like, serious. Same thing with Moon Knight. Lots of mental health things. And this one was fun, and people were like, wait a minute. Yeah. I can't handle it. And you know what it comes down to? I was talking to my friends about this the other day. They... It, it... Unfortunately, we're at the point now where the MCU has been around long enough that 
it has a fan base very much like Star Wars. And oh, right, right, right. The Star Wars fan base is the absolute fucking worst because all they do is complain about things that aren't the way that they want them to be, right? And that's what this show, a lot of these complaints were. It's like, well, it should have been like this. It should have been like this. It's like, just because it's not the way you wanted it doesn't mean it's not good. Like, there were right. no plot holes. There were no, like, real issues. Like, that's what I look for when I'm, like, judging a show based mm-hmm. on how good it is. Even if it's a show that I don't like, I will acknowledge that it's a well-made show. It's well-acted. It's well-written. It's well-directed. Even if I don't particularly like the right. style they're doing. Exactly. You know, and I I can definitely go off of that. Like, but I mentioned Falcon Winter Soldier. I think that's probably like my least favorite. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but like again, effects were great. The fighting was great. Right. You know, um, but it just it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? It's, it's a war, it, it was a war show. It was about like people with PTSD. You know, right? It's exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. I loved U.S. Agent, and I'm glad he's coming back in Thunderbolts, all that stuff. But like, it was like I can acknowledge like. Listen, it wasn't made for me, and that's okay. I mean, I'm glad I watched it. It helped set up, you know, the new Captain America or whatever. But, like, I don't hate the show. It's just not my favorite one. Completely agree. And, and, like, that's, yeah. and that's the thing that people can't get behind is that, you know, we, we as Marvel fans, we were, from 2008 to 2019, we were spoiled. Oh, fuck Like, with the, with, the, with the select few exceptions, like Thor The Dark World, everything that they put out in that 10-year period was fucking gold yes like impossible for anyone not to like even if you're even a casual marvel fan Mm -hmm. and now they're starting to do things a little bit more you know especially with each show right like wandavision like you mentioned that had its whole tone with like you know poking fun at the old tv shows right Right. and that serious tone is like is she a villain isn't she right falcon winter soldier is very much a war thing right had a lot of race relations in there as well and very unique shows and people just the shows aren't really following the quote-unquote Marvel formula then people have right. heard about it. Which then, talk about Marvel formula, which then they fucking like kind of like insulted themselves a little bit in the finale where She-Hulk's like, oh, why? We're going to have the same thing where like the random climax, it doesn't make sense. And then the Kevin fucking robot was like, what do you mean? And she's like, this is what we're going to do instead. Like, but like, it was so meta. I was like, my mind was blown. And I'm such a mark for meta shit. Like when they... Like, the, the fourth wall breaking was good enough for me, but then when she, like, comes into the real world and just, I want to see Kevin, you think it's going to be Kevin Feige, yeah. it's a fucking AI robot. Right. But did you notice the AI robot still had the little, like, b- baseball yes. cap, <laughs> like, in it? I was like, bro, this is so good. Dude, this show, that was the other thing I think the show did spectacularly, were the Easter eggs. Oh, like, fuck yeah. The volume of every single throwaway character that you got in one of these shows mm-hmm. is a real comic book character, and they're all, like, C-level villains. Like, even down to when she was in that little... Um, the retreat? The support group. Oh, yeah. Those are Corky all... Pine, Saracen, <laughs> uh, Manbull, El Aguilar, <laughs> like... And then, mind you, but it was good because, like, Manbull looked sick. Yeah, like, right, you know what I mean? fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, Porcupine looked cool. Like, Porcupine took off his mask and it all smelled and yeah. shit. <laughs> and it was cool seeing, like, Emil Blonsky back and, like, realizing... That was my favorite. But I I didn't like how they did him at the end because I was like kind of like not rooting for him but I was like oh, okay and then he goes back to jail at the end yeah and it's like he wasn't like a full on bad guy he was kind of like I I I see see for me I kind of took that as a joke where he was kind of like 
almost like a Tony Robbins type thing, like oh. those, you know, like or, or like those pastors that like don't really believe the shit they're peddling. They're just doing it for money, right? right? Yeah, because he was like, she's like, "What do you do in the speaking engagement?" He's like, "It's just a speaking engagement." He's like, "It's against me, yeah. like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck, like," and he just was like, "I had no idea." Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought the, I mean, just the fact that they had the balls to go back and bring back Emil Blonsky because I am a fan of the Incredible Hulk movie, the Edward Norton movie. A lot of people shit on that movie. I mean, it's better than the Eric Bana one. Oh, oh my God. The Eric, <laughs> the Eric Bana one is like DC level bad. Like it's, oh yeah. It's horrendous. Um, and it and it shouldn't have been too. I mean, Eric Bana is a great actor. You know, Nick it was just Nolte. the way it was shot. They were, you know, how they tried to do like the comic panels, and I, I get what they were trying. Yeah, to do, Ang but... Lee. You know, he's a visionary director, and yeah. he's like, you know, I got his vision. It was fine, but it just sucked. That movie was. Yeah, so I, didn't, bad. I didn't mind the Edward Norton one. No, I liked it. It was a good. You know, it was definitely a good setup for the character. I mean, obviously, Mark Ruffalo is a better Hulk, Bruce Banner than Edward Norton right. was. Um, you know, no that's why he wasn't asked back in Avengers, because apparently right. he was difficult to work with. I mean, that you hear about Edward Norton <clears throat> on literally every movie he's oh, yeah. worked on. He's, I mean, he's a classic, you know, um, I take my craft very seriously and blah, blah, blah. And he's right. a great actor. I love pretty much everything right. he's But it's like, bro, in. you're portraying like a eight to nine foot green monster. Yeah. It really isn't that deep. Yeah, like, like come on, man. The other thing I love, so I love that they actually reached back to that movie because a lot of Marvel fans don't like consider it part of exactly because that, that was like the first movie before like the MCU because everyone considers like Iron Man one right. like that the 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 starting point correct yeah. and they you know and, and then so that reminds me we're gonna have to do an episode because I've been looking for somebody have you ever watched Agents of Shield. I fucking love Agents. I mean, the last season was a little rough, yeah. but I watched. I fucking love that show. Okay, good. Some we're going to talk about that in a different oh, fuck episode. Oh, yeah, fuck I, yeah. I mark out so hard for that show. Oh, uh, such a good show. <laughs> so underrated, yeah. too. And I constantly argue with my friends about where it sits in canon. I'm like, they're definitely the first like three seasons are canon, but we'll get oh, yeah, into yeah. that like later. Um, but I love that by way of She-Hulk, uh, bringing back tim roth as emil blonsky that's also allowed them to go back to the one little easter egg that they never revisited from the hulk movie which was teasing the leader right sam stearns and he gets the, right the, the blood and his brain and his exactly. head exactly and now they've confirmed that he's coming back that actor i'm forgetting his name in uh captain america. captain america 4 i'm like just fat 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 right fat, just like i'm so well, and then it well like a lot of people talk about easter eggs they're like oh once they announced the leader and intelligentsia was a big thing intelligentsia in the comics the leader was part of that with like you know i think four or five other members and then yep. intelligentsia ended up not really being that in this show but i feel like it might eventually lead there. Definitely. But... This is so, I'm already loving this. This is so much. It's so nice to have a co-host that actually also knows read their shit. The comics. Yeah. Like, I mean, I constantly tell people like in the comics, you know, and it's like, it's like this and they're pulling it right from the comics and it's great. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't read the fucking comics. Dipshits. Right. Cause like some people like, I'm sure they'll be like, Oh, I didn't like the fourth wall break or whatever. I'm like, literally there's a comic i think it was a superior she hulk whatever where she does this she literally like rips out of the page and she's like my story is not going the way i want to go yeah in the comics but people are like why that's weird I'm like I literally her, it. her very first appearance was a was a fourth wall break right that iconic cover where she's sitting there mm -hmm. she's on the cover holding the issue of her own comic yeah like that like her very first appearance was a fourth wall break so it tracks with everything they've ever done right so all right so what what was your like favorite either episode or like favorite moment like what was like we all we all love this show top yeah, and yeah. bottom like what was your most standout fucking moment? i mean i really there's 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 like two 
the first, I would say first, mo- my favorite moment was honestly like after like she has that conversation with Bruce, like she, after like she's gotten the blood, they determine that she can, and they're like, they're sitting there doing that meditation thing yeah. and they realize, oh, she can kind of go back and forth. And then just like, he's just like, how can you control it? How can you control your anger? And just like the thing of like, I'm a woman, like I always have to, I can't get angry. I have to be able to control myself. I can't do what you do. Yeah, a normal amount of rage. That yeah. Was <laughs> and then just be like, that was like, oh, this shit's real. Like this is getting, that's when I was like, oh, a woman definitely wrote this. And just like grounded it and being like, oh fuck. Like I really, I don't know. I just really like that moment of being real about it. And then if we're talking favorite episode, which would definitely be eight when they brought in fucking Daredevil because bro, that episode was fire. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk about that for a minute because the, I mean, obviously we, you know, we, they teased it in the trailer. We knew that it was coming. We're all losing our minds waiting for it. And, and they did not disappoint. They did not disappoint. I love how they brought him back and they kept him like broody a little bit. Yeah, like he but was. they made him a little more fun. They made him with, a little to bit match more fun. the tone of the show, which exactly. I liked seeing that shade of him. And and it's very much again like it's you know this is another thing that a lot of the idiot fans will argue about, right? And it's like oh that's not the way he was in the comics. And it's like listen, Daredevil is a character that has been around since the '60s. He's been written by dozens of different people, mm. and yes, people like Frank Miller definitely write him a little bit more like broody and you know like right. whatever. People like Mark Wade and and like Brian Michael Bendis, not as broody at all. So right. he's been written. But that's a lot all the Marvel different... characters exactly. too. You know, and like like even like Black Widow, they made they kind of in the comics she's like way more brutal than she ever was in the movies like in the movies yeah she got a few clicks in but like right like black widow like tortured people like, exactly. you know what I mean? they didn't yeah. really touch on that in the movies but like you know what I mean? yeah and i love how they brought like they made daredevil you know kind of like they did with kingpin and hawkeye right they they brought him up to like a power set that is more suitable oh for yeah the bro. Rest like of the he MCU. was when he was like I'm gonna like take out all ten people, and he had his like, hey, what the fuck about the it's Billy Club? Billy Club, yeah. yeah. But it has it's like a, it has more than it did in the show, and it's like you can definitely tell. Like I liked how they kind of showed like there's been a passage of time before Dare, since Dare, Netflix's Daredevil season three, and now like right. you, there's definitely been just like his moves were like a little more sharper. He was using the Billy Club more. He didn't really use it a ton. Like he used no. it in the Netflix series, but not anywhere near as much yeah. as I. Was. So like seeing like oh he, he there he's stepped up a little right. bit, and that was my biggest problem. Like just to touch on Daredevil season three real quick, like that was my biggest problem with season three is that we're in season three and he's still like, mm, yeah, I, I'm not and confident. He and I'm... he didn't have the suit. Like I loved Bullseye's character and he was so well done with the fact that like Bullseye was primarily wearing the Daredevil suit that you waited all of the first season to right, see. Exactly. And then he's back and it's like you know it just like it was. I mean it was a great fucking season in the oh way. yeah oh, the whole, yeah, all the, yeah Netflix but is great yeah. I much prefer the true proper MCU version of Daredevil where he's they powered him up a little bit so he's on par with a lot of other characters and they've given him the comic accurate Billy Club with the retractable cable exactly. and all that yeah. shit and he's just kicking the fuck out of everybody right. it's great and, and you even like when you saw him fight in that episode it was that same like brutal style of fighting oh, yeah, from exactly. the Netflix show like, exactly. it was great and then the fact that she's like so she's like, oh, so you're doing for like the mustard and ketchup thing? And I was like, <laughs> bro. But no, but, the, but the, speaking of both of them, the chemistry that they had was amazing. And yeah. I'm like, I mean, I I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion. If she doesn't show up and it, they have 18 fucking episodes, if she doesn't show up in at least like three or four of them, I, there has there's no way she's not. Yeah. Right? No, all of these, like they're, the one thing that Marvel is doing really well lately is... Throwing everything together, right? Yeah. 
a lot of the shows have been um, a little standalone in some of the original characters and whatnot, but you know that when the movies start coming out again more, like everything, everybody's going to be right. everywhere like, all the time. Like, for example, I don't think we're seeing Moon Knight until... Like, like an Avengers movie. Right, probably. until yeah. Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. Like, yeah. I don't think he's showing up anywhere. You know what I mean? But I really think She-Hulk's definitely going to show up in Daredevil for a few episodes. Definitely. Um, so my my favorite part of the of the show in general, uh, I mean, obviously my favorite episode was the Daredevil episode. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. can't. It's uh, uh, unparalleled. And then, too, like, they had the one-night stand. It's just fucking... The walk yeah. of shame with Daredevil. Like, it's so oh. fucking great. Like, and then Nikki's like, who is that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my, my favorite overall element of She-Hulk was, again, how they managed so well to consistently focus on her character development and the style of show that they had made. Like I was yes. saying before, every episode had some moment that happened to her that made her either like, not regret, but like sort of just think about how she has to live her life as both She-Hulk and Jennifer Walters. Every single episode yes. touched on that dichotomy and it, it made her character have depth, like more and more. So by the time you get to the finale... It just like she's like a fully formed character, right? right? And it, it's interesting talking on the subject of identity, like you know, like they kind of called it out in the last episode of like you know, Marvel has a very like formula for origin movies, like their villain is always a copycat of like the uh, of like the hero and all that stuff. Yep. But um, it was interesting because like I feel like this is one of the first shows that really touched on the identity. Like Peter, like in Spider Man, he had a little bit of it, obviously in the last Spider Man run. He was like, I don't want anyone to know me anymore because my whole life got fucked because of it. But like but really that identity of like like this is you and you've chosen to live in the public and what does that look like? And even it was played for funny like, you know, comedy of like, oh no, like when Titania was like, Oh, I'm gonna do a trademark on it and she's like, No, now I gotta like drag these guys out and be like, No, I was using She Hulk before she That was such like a powerful moment for me. Like obviously it was like meant it was it was played for comedy, but when you really like look through it, it's a real serious moment of her trying to like reason with the fact that she has to in order to like sort of save her identity she has to accept publicly it, yeah. accept it and admit that she's like yes i use she hope to get laid like you know that's yeah. basically what she did and it was like <laughs> like when the one guy is like when she was like would you have fucked her if she wasn't she hulk and he was like nah nope. <laughs> and i'm like and now you just told the whole jury that you're a simp and you want to get <laughs> dominated so thank you for putting that on record. I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, listen, I'm not gonna lie. I would, I'd be, in, I, I 100 be in that boat. I'd be like, really? 100. You don't go my shield? I would 100. percent Yes. Oh Lord Jesus. Oh my heaven. God. 100. percent I would break my fucking back, please. Like, I will oh take my that injury. God. I can't. <laughs> don't pitch my nipples because they're sensitive. <laughs> you can break some bones if you need to. I have no qualms about that. I mean, that. listen, she was getting it every way, so, mm -hmm. you know, work. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that you're, you know, listen, I'm the, I'm of the opinion that, you know, the the manly men, blah, 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 like, like, like whatever. If you, if, if, I, if I'm dating a chick that's got bigger shoulders than me, it's fine. I don't care. If she's hot, she's hot. Right, you know, right, if she can bench press me, awesome. Like, I'm totally down yeah, for I, it. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And I think she, I mean, and speaking of how, if we're talking how she looks, I mean, I definitely think the CG got better from the original trailer. Definitely. You know, yeah. and, and I thought she looked good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and this is not the first time Marvel has done this, right? They they release stuff because they, they're they sticking to the schedule, right? Like, Infinity War was the same thing, right? You know, they, they, they either release trailers that don't have 
um, finished CGI, or they released fake. trailers that, you know, to fake you out. Yeah. yeah. We, we were like, Hulk and Infinity War, and then, uh, not Hulk and Infinity War. Right. right. That, that, that was, you know, that was like, so good. Oh, it's great. Because they knew, like, it was, it was yeah. the biggest and, and they did it again with the, with the finale of She-Hulk. They were marketing this, like, rematch between Hulk and Abomination. Oh, right, right, right. right. And it just wasn't that at all. It was, like, this little misunderstanding when Hulk's like, I'm gonna fucking kick your ass, and Abomination's like, no, don't hit me, you know? <laughs> like, and it's a one, one punch, and the scene's over, you know? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Speaking of Hulk, if we're get- so, you know, it's going. He shows up randomly, and then she's like, "No, no, he's not going to show up randomly." Then she is, you know, have breaking bread. Interested? I love it. She Hulk and Daredevil fuck once. Now he's getting introduced to the, and then family. the family, and he's just sitting there like, and her dad's like all over him. Like I was like, is- and then all of a sudden, the last fifteen seconds, he's like, oh, "I got someone introduce you. Here's Scar." End. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, look at that fucking bomb, right? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, because everybody, obviously, since the first episode was speculating, like, we're go- obviously, we're going to get a World War Hulk movie or show. But now, are we, right? though? Because I feel like, now you're interested in Scar. I was like, so are we just going to skip over that whole thing? Because, like, if you make a movie of it, like, we kind of know. Yeah. Honestly, I think that this is one of those things that a lot of people, you know, a lot of Marvel fans love to again. They they want what they want because right. it's their favorite thing from the comics. And right. I love World War Hulk in exactly. the comics. But where we are in the MCU right now, We're, there's it wouldn't make sense because it wouldn't make sense because he's like Smart Hulk. And if I remember correctly, that whole point like he was already like savage in Correct. that. And so him being doing that World War Hulk and being savage, it doesn't match where they've unfortunately kind of brought the Hulk. I mean, yeah, that would have been great if it was like the second Hulk movie. Correct. Da- back in like 2012, maybe. Yeah. But it just doesn't match what he's doing. So, I, I mean, do you think that it's going to be just be skipped over? I think it's going to be skipped over because in order for them to make a World War Hulk movie, like you said, they have to first revolt, revert the Hulk back to some sort of threat. Right. Which would imply that he's lost his ability to control being a Hulk. Right. And then they have to shoot him into space or find some way to get him to Sakaar against his will right you know and then because that, that's what happened he like became smart Hulk again while on Sakaar right, right and like you know took over the planet blah 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 right. and like yeah I would love to see it it would be cool but you you need like there's a lot of space to get there exactly. before you can do that movie it's like another five years of storytelling I know right and I, so basically the way I'm looking at it and this is just my speculation I have a feeling that when obviously they will explain Scar but like I have a feeling they're going to do like, oh, when he was doing the gladiator shit during Thor Ragnarok, that's when he, you know, met Scar's mom. I forget her right. name. Some of the C, Celestia or something like uh, that. Yeah, that's like, yeah, Celestia or something um, like that, yeah. And then, and then I guess that's why, you know, what caused that ori- original car crash in episode one, they're like, you got to come back because Scar's fucking up. He's cutting yeah. up. And then that's like, because I was like, he was only gone for like two weeks. Like, Yeah, no, totally. I think what they're going to do is... What would make the most sense to me is to have a um, like flashback scenes yeah. to his time on Sakaar, kind of peppered throughout where it makes sense in the different stories, you know, right? Because right, right. like, I mean, because the fact that they introduced uh, Scar means that he, he's going to be a player in some way. Right. I mean, I mean, form, I mean, right? if like, I mean, we already know Young Avengers. I mean, even though it's not announced, I mean, all the players are there. And now you got, like, Scar, which can, I can stand in for, like, Hulkling or whatever. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, he's there. You yeah, know? I mean, because Hulkling was a dumb character to begin with. Like, I just <laughs> didn't like his whole... I mean, let me rephrase. I liked his 
character. I never liked his ability set. The whole cross between a scroll and a, it just yeah. it just didn't make for a good power set. His character was great, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think like yeah, the Young Avengers, right? Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Um, they introduced uh, uh, jo- oh my god, the the uh, black super soldier. Oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, um, well, um, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. Thank you. Right, and his descendant. Right. Right. That they could very easily at some point be like, oh, you know, he's passed his super soldier blood into right. that then, yeah, kid they you introduced. Got Kate, you got Wanda's kids. You know, they're going to yeah. come back. They're setting it up. Yeah, they're, yeah. Hell yeah. They're setting it up. Which is another thing, you know, too. Like, let's just touch on this real quick, right? Some people have been, like, speculating and losing their minds about the, the recent Blade news, right? Oh, because they pushed it back. Right, and everyone's like, oh, is, the, the, is Marvel in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you go back and look through the history, it's like, it's not the first time they've done this. Right, directors drop out all the time. Directors drop out all the time. I mean, look, way- at, yeah, look at Ant-Man. All yeah. the, like, if you really look at Ant-Man, like, you know, Edgar Wright was gonna direct it, then he wrote it, then he could be like dropped to like a co writer, then it was like, then he didn't even get a writing credit, he got like a story right. by, but it was still written by someone else, and there were like two different directors, like, and, and it was still a great movie. Right, Ant Man was great. It was still a great yeah. movie. Yeah, I think, I think what's gonna, what's gonna happen is that there's people are putting too much stock in the announcements at things like D23 and San Diego Comic-Con, and they're mm. like, this is the timeline. This right. is the only thing. But how many times have we seen Marvel been like, here are these movies we're announcing for the next four years, and then a year down the road, like, oh, surprise, here's another movie. Well, yeah, because you know, like, when they did that first announcement, like when we're talking when they announced Infinity, it was originally Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Yep. And then as they started getting down the movies, they're like, oh, let's make... Infinity War one thing and an Endgame another thing. They know exactly what they're doing, and I'm not, you know, I'm not. You're going to need to tell me that multiple directors have dropped out of multiple projects at the same time for me to be concerned. Right. Well, even Fantastic Four, one of the hottest properties right now, John John Watts dropped. You know what I mean? And like. And whatever reason that is, but like it's a hot property. Well, you know? he, he, John Watts actually had a legitimate reason to drop. Like he he actually made a statement about it. Like it wasn't you know because he wanted to. He was smart about this. He didn't want people to speculate why. He's like, you know, I'll tell you exactly why I'm dropping. He's like, I've done three banger movies for Marvel. He's like, I just need a little break. He's like, I, right, I just because need a little break. Right, because <laughs> that's the thing. Like these Marvel movies are not like oh we can just film it in the backyard and like these are world spanning different continents yeah. like it's not an easy yeah. 150 million dollar budget for every movie like it's a yeah. whole thing yeah. yeah it's a lot so what was your least favorite part of She-Hulk which ooh okay I'm okay. struggling to find a least favorite yeah, part um, <laughs> I think I mean it's what I mean a least favorite um I feel like the supporting characters got a little shafted like yeah that's like, fair like like Pug, like I thought he every time he was on the screen, I thought he was funny, but I just felt like, what was the point of having him? Like I, he didn't like, and then even Nikki. I mean, Nikki was like her right hand girl, um, but like he didn't do any. Like what I mean is like if you go back and re-edit the show and take Pug out, the show literally doesn't change. So I mean, like I said, I'm grasping. No, um, yeah, but 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 I think that's a very fair comment because it's like you know we I've talked so much about. Um, we focus so much on how She-Hulk was developed, but the the fact of the matter is, she was developed so much, sort of at the expense of some of her supporting cast. Right, and like, and like, I think they made such a the way the show did it, they made such a big point in like the first like two to three episodes of being like, no, like you're gonna work for this really cool, amazing law firm, and then like the back half of the season kind of got like 
push to the side. I mean, like, you had the Leapfrog episode, but then yeah. I ended up turning on them. And, you know, I just, like, it's called Attorney at Law, and I feel like they just had a little hard time just trying to balance that. Yeah. They were, they were really strong in the first few episodes with that, and then it kind of tapered off a little bit. Right, the and end. then it became more of, like, a side thing. You know what I mean? Like, like I like the whole Leapfrog thing, but, again, it didn't, like, if you really think about it, the whole point of it was just so the guy could make her dress again. Yep, that's correct. Li- that's literally the whole thing, going to court, do that, just so, like, how was it? Luke Jacobson. Yep. So she's like, listen, I saved your life. Can you make me a dress? And he's like, okay, yeah. I'm like, all of that. Yep. Just to have him say, I'll make a dress again. Like, I was like, oh, all right. I totally agree. My, uh, my, my least favorite part, which is, again, I mean, it's not saying much because this is easily my favorite Marvel show. Um, so it's more just my opinion, really, than anything. Cause there's nothing truly wrong with what I'm about to say. Is like, I wanted to see a little bit more of Titania's backstory. Oh, of, yeah. Because okay. of all the characters, she was the one that was, like, villain, right, right. quote-unquote, that was most prevalent. Like, she was in most of the episodes. And I thought but she her, didn't do much. Exactly. She didn't do much. But, but she was, when she was on screen, though, she, she was, was phenomenal. Yes. But you also, my, my only issue with it was that you really don't know kind of, like, where she came from, right? And, like, so, why she hates She-Hulk so much. Exactly. So all the other little side characters that they introduced like that had some sort of story. Mm-hmm. Hers was just that she was a super-powered influencer. The influencer part, I get. You don't need to explain that. Well, and I like that because it was very, little, like, current, you know? Very modern, right? It's very much like what would happen if superheroes were real, right? Right, exactly. You're bound to have a superhero that doesn't care about being a hero or a villain. They just want to make money. Right, and the whole thing about my money of was like oh her name's not trademark fuck it i'm gonna trademark it and release and make money off of it yep and then like she looked at the product she was like this is not anything new it's garbage you just put my name on it you know what i mean but i was like that's so true though because it's like that's what someone would do now yep you know and i remember i was having so just to quickly again touch on Asians of shield i was having an argument with my friends in the rotten tomatoes fantasy league because i constantly preach about how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is primarily, most of it is canon. Mm. And I said that She-Hulk has an opportunity to potentially negate uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from being canon because of Titania. Because in the comic books, very long-standing marriage is Titania and Absorbing Man. And so I thought, I, I was thinking that there was a chance that they would introduce like before I had any idea like what the you know the direction of the show was right, gonna right. be. Um I thought that knowing Titania was gonna be in it, I thought that there was a chance that Absorbing Man would be kind of like the main villain or something like uh, that. Oh okay. Right? Um but no mention of Absorbing Man. Right. N- n- so so Agents of Shield remains canon. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> just for the record. Um but okay so here's my what would you what did you wanna see that you didn't get? Um, I wanted... I already know that answer. <laughs> um, I guess because, again, I, I go based off what we've seen yep. before. And I really feel like She-Hulk didn't have that like huge action set piece. Like, you know, I look, think of like Falcon Winter Soldier. There's like that scene on the train and like all the cars. Yep. You think of WandaVision, there was multiple, like her and Agatha's final fight. Like, just one like big thing and like I that's the only thing like you know when you see her fighting it was like she did a clap she did a little foot stomp and that was it and like I just wanted her to like like her and Titania just would slog it out like one good fight like her and Daredevil's fight was good but it yeah. lasted five seconds exactly. she clapped him into the car and then she's like oh it's Matt and then I was like uh, okay like I thought we were gonna get a little bit more that that's really the only thing I wanted again I'm just being 
picky as a fan. No, totally. But I wanted that big action set piece. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, for her to really just show off. Yeah, you know? I totally agree. The, the action was definitely tapered down in this show for sure. And honestly, you know, with the exception of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would say by and large, a lot of the Marvel shows have tapered down the action, right? Hmm. Like, you well, know. I think of like Moon Knight. They had the huge, you know, right. Uh, they were like fighting over the pyramids, like you know, that was like a big piece. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Like, that's just like an epic piece but i get i get it though for the tone of the show i get why it didn't go there exactly because she like literally has a job like but if, you're, <laughs> but if you're one of the angry marvel fans oh, where's all the action blah, blah, blah. yeah shut the fuck up um but i feel like it set this set a lot of the fact that they i think this is the first time that they have actually mentioned the word x-men mm-hmm. in any of the shows and, they, and we obviously know they're coming but just like hear it and you're like oh fuck oh yeah no 100% because like you know at the end of Miss Marvel right they tease you know it's a mutation right Right. and then you hear the music and then you're like yeah yeah. and then in this one yeah she straight up said when are we getting the X-Men and you're like that that was just so that whole then, then, if you look back like to like um, from what research I was doing Mr. Immortal is considered a mutant and so Mm -hmm. is I believe El Aguilar correct um, as a mutant too so like they're just kind of like throwing him in there being like if you know you know if you don't then just figure it out which I love which I absolutely love so, so this actually is for for me that leads directly into the like the what I wanted to see right yeah the um and again it, it doesn't take anything away from the show for me I just personally was hoping that when they were when they were first teasing the uh, uh what was his name Jacobs uh, Luke the, the 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 clothing designer yeah Luke Jacobs too. yeah when they were first teasing his existence right yeah um as a you know a tailor right for heroes or whatever and villains. I was really, really hoping that the reveal was that he was going to be the tinkerer. Oh, like, interesting. I, right? Okay, like, okay. I thought that would have been really cool. And they even kind of like hinted at it, especially when they revealed that he's the one that made um, Frogman's suit. Yeah. Um, because in the comic books, the tinkerer is the person that made his suit. You know, he made right. a lot of the more tech-themed villains suits or whatever, right? Um, so again, didn't take anything away from the show yeah. for me. I just thought it would have been a really cool Easter egg, and I'm hoping that somewhere down the line, now that they're like throwing in all these B and C list characters, right? They don't really have power; they just yeah. have cool. I mean, suits. they have to because it, like they're running out of people. I know, you know right? what I mean? <laughs> like at some point, they're gonna have to throw that shit in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I that that was the one thing I wanted to see. Um, but I mean, again, the show was just that. I mean, that that final that last scene with like. Kevin and the fourth wall break. Well, even like just... the thing of like when she was like, "This is how it ends," and then the screen comes up that looks like the home screen of Disney Plus, and you're, you're like, and you're sitting there like, "Wait, what?" And then you hear her talking. She's like, "No, no, no, no," and she like punches out, and she's like, uh, "Where do I go?" Ooh, Marvel Assemble, whoop, and like <laughs> I'm just sitting there. My mom, I was like, "Oh my yeah. god." It was so yeah, my mom. Yeah. It was so much better than any of the fourth wall breaking I had ever seen. Right, it was I know. Like absolute and fucking genius. Right, and then talk about fourth wall break. If that's what we got for She Hulk, oh, I can't imagine what the fourth wall breaks for Deadpool three are gonna look like. I mean, it's going to be next level. Oh, at absolutely, this point. like absolute yeah. next level. They, they really. They really did. This was a, a, if any show was a real setup for what things are to come, I feel like this is like the first show to be like, this is where we're going. Get yeah. ready. A hundred percent. Do you have anything else in your notes that you want uh, to Oh, no, I pretty much hit everything. All right, good. I wanted to make sure because I got, I got other stuff I want to talk about with, with She-Hulk that I was just like, like, I mean, literally everything about this show I absolutely loved. Like from the beginning, I was just f- completely in love with this show because of everything they did with it. And I think it's really, 
a game changer for Marvel because, like, like we were talking about before, they, um, you know, they had this Marvel formula, right? And ever since the shows have started on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they've really just thrown that formula oh, out yeah. the door. And I absolutely love where they're going with this because it really you every show, every movie you're getting now, you really feel like you're part of a broader universe it really is like reading the comic books now mm-hmm. right Cause like when you read the comic books it's very common to like you know, like you know you no longer like nowadays you no longer have to wait for a big crossover event to right, see exactly. she-hulk and daredevil together in a comic book right they just daredevil just pops up and like there it is you know right. and it's like the whole thing i also love to like how the um how the shows are just kind of like extra yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, meaning, like, if you completely, um, like, skip the show, you could watch the movies. And it's and you could still do it, but the show is just, like, add extra to it. Like, you could skip She-Hulk. I'm sure she'll show up in a movie. But then, like, honestly, I feel like going out, out of, like, leaving this series, I feel like I know She-Hulk as a character and identity more than I have, like, no Iron Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I 100% agree, and that's good. Yeah. And that's, like, one of the things that I think Marvel does exceptionally well that not enough people talk about is the characters. Like, again, like I said, She-Hulk, this whole show was just one big character study in the format of a superhero sitcom, you know, for, like, how you do comic books, how you do characters. Like, everything about it's just... I mean, it was... For, for, for me, it was top tier pretty much flawless like yeah I, I, it's, I think it's I think WandaVision is still my top yeah and then She-Hulk is my number two yeah I, I you know when I when I told my friends in the in my Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League that one that I'm sorry that She-Hulk was my favorite they were like more than WandaVision I'm like it's like the difference is like you know like like a photo finish in a race yeah, you know exactly. it's like <laughs> yeah. it's I, no dig against anything it's just this show is just so fucking great yeah. and then just like the timing I loved how they were like when she was talking with Kevin, just a little moment of like, hey, can you just turn away from me? Because our special effect, <laughs> the special effects budget, like even poking fun at that because they know people like slam them online. And then like, I don't know if you caught it, but it played like the little bit of a little Wakanda theme yep, because they that. know Black Panther. Like, but I'm saying that this show was filmed how many months ago? And they yeah. knew that the, the last episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. was literally going to be like a month before like... Yep. It, it just blows my mind. Yeah, when he said we're going on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited for Black Panther too. Because like the new trailer they released. Bruh. Black, <laughs> yeah, so let's so let's do like a um like next time on Ready yeah, Set right. Review sort of thing, right? It's I I mean, okay. So I am of the opinion that I don't love Black Panther as much as everybody else does. I mean, well, it was the same Marvel thing. Like, I, th- I the thing is, I think a lot of people it splits for Black Panther. You have Black Panther for the culture, right, and like what it stood for, and that it was like all African American cast, like yep. amazing, wonderful, and people that's in front of the camera and behind the camera. Yep. And then there's Black Panther just as just a regular Marvel movie. Right. If you look at it as a regular Marvel movie, it was the same thing. His villain was exactly like him. Like all, it, was, it hit all the normal origin story yeah. beats. And I think they did the villain honestly exceptionally well in terms of making him a villain that you can relate to. Oh right, yeah. he wasn't I did like, like an outright bad right. guy. Honestly, my, wasn't like uh, he's like Thor the Dark World, exactly. the Dark Elf. He's like I just want to be evil. Yeah, he's a yeah. nameless bad guy, right? Yeah. Like, um, which is such a waste of that actor's talent too. My oh God. yeah, yeah. I know. Just, um, but no, for for me, the the two things with Black Panther that I that I struggled to enjoy were the fact that they unceremoniously killed Claw, 
because he oh, had the right. potential to be a really good villain, yeah, in, in lots of different areas, not just Black Panther, right? right. Um, but honestly, there was like that that final fight scene. It was a little the CGI. It was, was a rough. little hard. They, they to looked watch. a little Gumby, a little bit, a yeah. little Gumby, a little hard to watch. It was like it reminded me of remember that uh, that anime uh, Rain, mm-hmm. where like the their their bodies are like elongated. Oh yeah, yeah, like that's what it reminded me of. Like, yeah. it, was, like it was very hard to watch. Again, I I think Black Panther is a phenomenal movie, but I don't like love it as much as right. you know. This movie coming up, Wakanda. However, though, especially given everything that's happened between the first Black Panther movie and this one. I am like I'm it looks more very emotional. Yes, which I mean, it has to be. It has yeah. to be right because like, but just like when she's sitting there, she's like, "My family's gone. Yes. Have I not given everything?" First of all, Angela Bassett, amazing, phenomenal. But I was just like, "Ooh, yeah, she hit me." So let's so as our final thing, let's yeah. speculate for our upcoming Black Panther episode. Who's in the suit? Who is in the suit? Uh, I mean, part of me it's like it has to be Shuri right right but I'm like they're holding it back so but I'm like are they holding it back for the casuals who don't read the comics or like who's it gonna be or are they gonna like upend expectations right and have it be somebody else and Shuri is the one that's still supporting Black Panther but she's but then I'm I don't know I, I I'm gonna just say Shuri that's yeah I, I mean Shuri obviously makes the most sense especially right. when you think about the comic book she was yeah. literally and if you think about it the whole point of the world family of Wakanda is they protect Wakanda. The only right. one, Ramondi, Angela Bassett in the suit. She too, like she ain't gonna do it. So what you just said makes me think that it's somebody else. About like the, like Nakia or Okoye. Okoye. That because you you mentioned like you know the royal family, the protector of Wakanda, right? Oh, I think okay. I think that there's a way to tell a story where it's the the most, you know, it's it becomes the death of T'Challa. And it becomes more about the protection of Wakanda oh, and versus less about it the royal happen. lineage. Yeah. And Okoye makes the most sense too. So while I I mean I, I totally agree. I, I think what they're gonna do is Shuri, I think that, you know, just from a comic book perspective. But I think in context of the MCU and how we've seen like Okoye has definitely been a more prevalent character, I think, yes. than Shuri has. I think there's a strong possibility that you see that I Okoye could, in the story. Right. Because I could see it too where like you know, Sherry's like, all right, I'm going to wear it. And, like, Ramonda's like, no. Like, yeah, right. My, I already lost a child to this. Like, we need it. And then, like, Akoya's like, I'll do it. And she steps it. in. Like, how uh, powerful of a moment would that be? Like, right. Like, I, like, I, yeah. vol- I volunteer as right. tribute. But, like, because that, that's what the Dora Milaje are. They yeah. give their lives for and you can, this And think about city. how powerful of a moment you could have where you could honestly get both on screen, right? Like, you could do a moment where... Shuri takes up the mantle, finds out she's not suited for it, gets her ass beat, and then Okoye steps in. And right, like because Shuri is a fighter, but Shuri, right. but Shuri's not like a trained fighter. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so they both wear the suit. Exactly. Right. I think you get a moment where you do both. Right. Um, That's, I, just, I like that. That's... I love in the trailer how his wings are flapping. Oh my god, it's so cute! <laughs> I love it. I love the way the Atlantean. I mean, it's not Atlanta, Atlantis. It's what Tech Technolon or whatever they're calling it. What what are they calling it? It's it's called it's called Tech something. Yeah, they're calling it something different. I think it's I I don't know why, but I'm saying they look amazing. amazing. Even on the like like where they mask and the the feathers and the Aztec look. Yep, I'm so. And they're gonna go and and there's another possibility, like you said, to drop the M word again, right? Because you see the Atlanteans, they're blue. Namor, not blue, right? He's a mutant in the comic books. Let's make a mutant here. So right, exactly. Uh, I am here for it. Yes, uh, this is great. I had a fucking fantastic time. Same with this. here. Can't wait to do more of these. Um, so like I said, coming up, Black Panther. 
Uh, Black Adam comes out next week. We're going to go see that and talk about whatever the fuck that's going to be. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be wonderful. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Will. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.